I can't emphasize enough how German uses a part of a word that reappears in another in any number of disguises. And such a part is the actual word part. In German, this is der Teil, that's capital T-E-I-L, which means the share as well as the part. It's contained in teilen, to part, to share, to divide. So, bearing in mind we are still dealing with ung words, what would a division be? Eine Teilung. Gut, eine Teilung. Now, das Abteil im Zug is your compartment in a train. But die Abteilung is a department within a business or shop. So, if clothes is Kleidung, how would you say the clothes department? Die Kleidungsabteilung. Die Kleidungsabteilung. And the gentlemen's and ladies' department? Die Herren- und Damenabteilung. Die Herren- und Damenabteilung. Now you can ask, could you please tell me where the children's department is? Using könnten Sie for could you and sagen for to tell, how would you say, could you please tell me? Könnten Sie mir bitte sagen? Ja, könnten Sie mir bitte sagen. And now, where the children's department is. Remember that where drops you into a vile situation. So once again, where the children's department is? Wo die Kinderabteilung ist? Können Sie mir bitte sagen, wo die Kinderabteilung ist? And if Mode is fashion, what about the fashion department? Die Modeabteilung. Die Modeabteilung. Gut. Within large stores, Kaufhäuser, there are heutzutage food departments. To access them, it's useful to know the word Lebensmittel. Mittel translates as the means, the ways. And Lebens, of living, means of living, food, Lebensmittel. The word covers food in general. Let's try a really long word, the food department. Die Lebensmittelabteilung. Die Lebensmittelabteilung. Super! And in the middle of all that is our precious friend, Tile. Once you've learned Tile, it's a small step to Vorteil, meaning advantage, literally the part in front, and its opposite, Nachteil, disadvantage. Literally, the part after. German may well strike you as a language of unusually long words. Aber alles hat seine Vorteile und seine Nachteile. What does that mean? Yes, everything has its advantages and its disadvantages. You see, with German, you can learn so much from a single word. Understanding Teil also gains you access to Teils or teilweise, which means partly, or ein Teilzeitjob, meaning a part-time job, Teilzeitjob. What about ein Teilerfolg, a partial success? 
The separable verb teilnehmen is also very important. Can you guess its meaning? Teilnehmen, to take part. The participant is der Teilnehmer or its feminine version. Die Teilnehmerin. Can you understand what Julius and Julia agree about this time? Ich bin glücklich, dass ich an diesem Sprachkurs teilnehmen darf. Ich freue mich auch, dass ich an diesem Sprachkurs teilnehmen darf. They are both pleased that they may take part an diesem Sprachkurs, in this language course. Super! And finally, let's tackle a very ambitious Ungword. Michelle Thomas taught you that if you made ein Kleidungsstück, a piece of clothing, a garment, dirty, which is schmutzig, you would need to get it clean, which is rein or sauber. Ich muss es reinigen lassen means I have to get it cleaned. Ich muss es reinigen lassen. Well, if reinigen is to clean, then verschmutzen is yes, to make dirty, to pollute. Verschmutzen. You can hear schmutz, dirt, in the verb. Also in schmutzig, dirty. Schmutz, schmutzig, verschmutzen. Remembering that trick of making an Ungword, try and guess the word pollution. Die Verschmutzung. Prima. Die Verschmutzung. Lots of schmutz inside. Verschmutzung. Okay. You know the word for world, we used it in worldwide, which was weltweit. So the world is die Welt. Die Welt, richtig. If I give you one small extra prefix, the word um, meaning around, then the world around you, which is your environment, becomes in German, can you guess it, the around world? Die Umwelt. Genau, exactly. Die Umwelt. Let's now put all the Teile, the parts, together and you have the longest, dirty, Ungword I can instantly think of. Environmental pollution. And you now know what that is. So? Umweltverschmutzung. Großartig. Superb. This is a problem that deeply concerns the Germans. If to protest is an Ehren verb and air is Luft, think of the airline Lufthansa, how would you say they protest against air pollution? Sie protestieren gegen Luftverschmutzung. Richtig, sie protestieren gegen Luftverschmutzung. And now, if ground is Boden, try... They protest against ground pollution. Sie protestieren gegen Bodenverschmutzung. Genau. Sie protestieren gegen Bodenverschmutzung. And if water is Wasser, they protest against water pollution. Sie protestieren gegen Wasserverschmutzung. Ja, natürlich. Sie protestieren gegen Wasserverschmutzung. Well done, that's quite an achievement. And enough Ungwords for now.
Okay, there is another family of words that deserves your attention and fits in well here because they too are 100% feminine. They end in shuft, which very loosely corresponds to the English ending ship. So work out the German word for friendship. Ja, Freundschaft. In line with German's tendency to build words brick upon brick, watch what happens with the word hospitality. Think of it as indicating the friendship that you offer a guest. Knowing that guest in German is Gast, work out the word for hospitality, literally guest friendship. Die Gastfreundschaft. Easy. Now, if to value is schätzen and ihre is your, how would you say, thank you, I value your friendship and hospitality. Danke, ich schätze ihre Freundschaft und Gastfreundschaft. Genau. Ich schätze ihre Freundschaft und Gastfreundschaft. This schaft ending will confirm that you're dealing with a noun, and frequently a general collective word like die Gesellschaft, the society, die Gemeinschaft, the community, or die Mannschaft, the team. Focus on recognizing the first part of the word and then make a stab at the whole. Take, for example, die Landschaft and focus on Land. What does it mean? Das Land means the land, the country, as in Deutschland, Griechenland, Greece, Russland, Russia, das Ausland, abroad, the outland. Die Landschaft is the general word for the countryside. Let's approach what we have learned from another angle. You see or hear the word Gefangenschaft. Knowing that Fangen is to catch, can you guess Gefangen? Yes, caught. And can you now guess Gefangenschaft, a state in which you are caught? Captivity. Die Gefangenschaft. Let's try die Wissenschaft. Wissen means... Yes, to know. And being in the state of knowing how things work can help you to guess and certainly to remember that die Wissenschaft is the study of... Science. Die Wissenschaft. Well done if you guessed that. Endings, of which there are over 30 different kinds, act as handy hooks for remembering vocabulary. They also yield vital clues to help you make an educated guess as to a word's meaning. Just a few more endings before we finish this segment to clarify what I mean. The ending voll, that's V-O-L-L, indicates something that is full, voll. Los, that's L-O-S, means less or without. Knowing this, you'll find it easy to understand. Mein Onkel ist liebevoll, aber leider humorlos. Mein Onkel ist, my uncle is, liebevoll, full of love, loving, aber leider, but unfortunately, humorlos, without humor. How would you say, 
one must be tactful if the situation is hopeless. Tact is the same in German, only you spell it T-A-K-T. Now it's one small step to guessing tactful. Tactful. Yeah, tactful. Situation is pronounced die Situation. What is to hope? Hoffen. Hoffen. The hope, die Hoffnung, with an extra N sneaked in, is yet another Ung word. Be careful here when you try to say hopeful. An extra S slips in after Hoffnung for ease of pronunciation. So how would you say hopeful? Hoffnungsvoll. Hoffnungsvoll. And now hopeless? Hoffnungslos. Hoffnungslos. Gut. So once again, one must be tactful. Man muss taktvoll sein. Man muss taktvoll sein if the situation is hopeless. If is wenn and it triggers a vile situation. So if the situation is hopeless. Wenn die Situation hoffnungslos ist. Wenn die Situation hoffnungslos ist. Mir sicher, certainly. Okay, how would you say childless? In German, it is literally without children. Kinderlos. Kinderlos. And free, meaning without costs. Kostenlos. Kostenlos, free. And if work is Arbeit, how do you say out of work? Arbeitslos. Arbeitslos with an extra S. Out of work. You're getting the hang of it now. And if I now tell you that Zinn, that's capital S-I-double-N, means the sense behind something, the meaning, how would you say meaningful, sensible, worthwhile? Sinnvoll. Sinnvoll. Genau. So how would you say, it is not worthwhile, sensible, to wait here? Es ist sinnlos, hier zu warten. Ja, es ist sinnlos, hier zu warten. I hope other endings will start to register with you now as helpmates that make understanding German so much easier. For example, the close link between the ending L, E double L in German and AL, AL in English. You can, I'm sure, see the similarity between formell and formal and traditionell and traditional. Based on this, how would you say original? Originell and official, remembering that the C will change to a Z. Offiziell. Special becomes speziell and financial. Finanziell. This is great news, but I'm afraid one can't assume that it will be a consistent pattern. As we said before, welcome the good, reliable friends, but accept that there are bad ones too.
Indeed, there are some very false friends on this path. Eventuel is one such candidate. It ought to mean eventually, but in fact, it really means possibly. So, what would this mean? Meine Mutter wird eventuell morgen ankommen. Meine Mutter, my mother, wird eventuell morgen ankommen. Will possibly, might, arrive tomorrow. Aktuell, similarly, does not mean actually. Instead, it means relevant, in the sense of topical or current. So, listen to this piece of headline news. Das aktuelle Problem in Deutschland. Fünf Millionen Arbeitslos. Das aktuelle Problem in Deutschland. The current problem in Germany. Fünf Millionen Arbeitslos. Five million unemployed. Something useful to note is the affinity between the German ending ISCH, spelt I-S-C-H, and the English ending ISCH, I-S-H, as in childish, which is kindisch in German. This also works for British, English, Holländisch, Spanish, and Türkisch, meaning, yes, Turkish, but don't assume it will always work so consistently. Similarly, once you click that the English ik and ikel also corresponds to the German ish, then you can deduce that praktisch means practical and you could work out historical as historisch and political politisch classical klassisch and even typical typisch typisch but don't apply this link randomly it certainly works for optimistisch pessimistisch fantastisch romantisch and even dynamisch meaning yes dynamic But be wary, it's a handy aid, not a certainty. Like myself, you were probably surprised when Michelle Thomas mentioned that you only need around 800 to 1500 words in order to be able to function in another language. By the end of this course, you'll have many more than that and, more importantly, a very good insight into how German words are built up from smaller component parts. There is a trail of clues within the language that you will be able to pick up and interpret. This will make you realize, as Michelle Thomas intended, that you can build up your vocabulary without total dependence on a dictionary. Vielen Dank für die Konzentration. Bis bald. Course Segment 2. Verbs Michelle Thomas always maintained that verbs are the backbone of any language. In his words, if you can handle the verbs, you can handle the language. How true. So, in this segment, we'll make those verbs work for us. You'll acquire many new ones, along with additional vocabulary, to use them to your best advantage. Now, the good news is that all German verbs end in either N or EN, and... As you already know, 99% end in EN. That's a great beginning. 
Let's review a few. As an example of an EN verb, how would you say to send? Schicken. Good. Schicken. That's S-C-H-I-C-K-E-N. And to need? Brauchen. Yes. Brauchen. B-R-A-U-C-H-E-N. Now, for those verbs ending in N, one of the first Michelle Thomas taught you was to do. So what is to do in German? That's right. Tun. T-U-N. And to be? Sein. Right. Sein. S-E-I-N. When verbs appear with these N or E-N endings, Michelle Thomas simply referred to them as the whole, the full verb, much like saying to be or not to be. He made it easy for us by saying that when you grabbed one of his so-called handles, the second verb was always the full verb and appeared at the end of the clause or sentence. So, keeping this in mind, how would you say, Today I want to write postcards. Now, what was that want handle? Yes, wollen. Now, to write is schreiben. That's S-C-H. R-E-I-B-E-N. Think of the word scribe and you won't forget schreiben. You can work out postcards since it's so similar to the English. So once again, today I want to write postcards. Heute will ich Postkarten schreiben. Gut. Heute will ich Postkarten schreiben. Did you remember to make ich and will swap places after the word heute? so that the verb remains in the second position in the sentence, as Michelle Thomas told you. Now, if letters are briefer, what about Today I should write letters. Do you also remember the should handle? Yes, sollen. So, today I should write letters. Heute sollte ich Briefe schreiben. Richtig. Heute sollte ich Briefe schreiben. But what if you couldn't do it that day, as you had to go out? Let's try, yesterday I couldn't write letters. But firstly, what is the could handle? Could is from can. Right, können. Now, think this through. What does couldn't mean when you say, yesterday I couldn't write? I wasn't able to or I wouldn't be able to? Of course, here it means I wasn't able to, which is Ich konnte nicht. Now, remembering that negative keine, how would you say Yesterday I couldn't write letters, or literally Yesterday I was able to write no letters. Gestern konnte ich keine Briefe schreiben. Richtig, gestern konnte ich keine Briefe schreiben. Ach so, oh really? Sie konnten keine Briefe schreiben? Warum nicht? Why not? Let's cue in the reason. I had to go shopping. Again, think about I had to. It's definitely not have in the sense of owning something. So what's another way of saying I have to do something in English? Right, I must do something. And the German for that is... Right again, müssen. 
So how would you say I have to in German? Ich muss. Gut, ich muss. And now I had to. Ich musste. Richtig, ich musste. To go shopping is einkaufen gehen. Here you have two verbs to describe an action, einkaufen and gehen. But that's nothing to worry about. If you use one of Michelle Thomas's handles, here müssen, both verbs go to the end in the full verb form. So how would you say, I had to go shopping? Ich musste einkaufen gehen. Ich musste einkaufen gehen. Okay, let's link these two sentences. I couldn't write any letters yesterday as I had to go shopping. What's that link word as? Yes, da. Remember, it triggers the vile situation. So, first, as I had to go shopping. Da ich einkaufen gehen musste. Mm-hmm. Da ich einkaufen gehen musste. And now, starting with gestern, I couldn't write any letters yesterday as I had to go shopping. Gestern konnte ich keine Briefe schreiben, da ich einkaufen gehen musste. Gestern konnte ich keine Briefe schreiben, da ich einkaufen gehen musste. Das war ein langer Satz. That was a long sentence. Ausgezeichnet. Excellent. See how essential those handles are in their various tenses. They open doors for you. Now, some verbs follow a definite pattern when it comes to choosing their endings. With these regular good guys, I will increasingly let you come up with the correct responses using your own good instincts. But if they are irregular bad boys that break the pattern, I'll show you how to tackle them before leaving you on your own. So far, you have practiced your German using mostly the polite Z-form, which is the best and safest way to approach people until you become proper friends and both agree to drop the formality. Then you can use the more relaxed, informal do form, which we'll learn to use and practice in this segment. Now, let's get to work and build on those regular good guy verbs in the present tense. How would you say, I am writing an email to my family. Remember the good news Michelle Thomas told you? There is no amming, ising or aring in German. I write, I am writing, I do write are all translated by... Ich schreibe. Richtig, ich schreibe. Pronounce that E-ending for the Ich-Person clearly. Whereas we say to write to, in German it's schreiben an. You'll find that many verbs come with a connector attached, their own individual preposition. And when that happens, it's wise to remember them together. Okay, an email message is eine E-Mail. And as family is die Familie, Remember to make the my agreeable. So, I'm writing an email to my family. Ich schreibe eine E-Mail an meine Familie. Gut, ich schreibe eine E-Mail an meine Familie. Remember how Michelle Thomas pointed out that genders in German are mostly dictated by word endings and have little to do with femininity or masculinity. Well, in segment one, you learned that all words ending in tate, ung, height, kite and schaft are feminine. 
Now, you can add to that most nouns with that pronounced final E, as in familia, or postcard, which is... Postkarte. Ja, Postkarte. Did you remember to pronounce that final E? Now, if rose is a D word that you can easily work out, try, I'm giving you a rose as a present. You'll only need the one verb schenken here, that's S-C-H-E-N-K-E-N, -E as it implies the entire concept of giving as a present. You, in the sense of to you, is Ihnen. So once again, I'm giving you a rose as a present. Ich schenke Ihnen eine Rose. Gut, ich schenke Ihnen eine Rose. By the way, the German for present is Das Geschenk, capital G-E-S-C-H-E-N-K, which brings to mind schenken and makes this easy to remember. Okay, to put something into is stecken. Think of to stick something into. That's S-T-E-C-K-E-N, stecken. Red is rot and klein is small. So what about she puts the red rose into the little vase? Remember to be agreeable. Both rose and vase are feminine. And be sure to pronounce all those E endings. So once again, using stecken, she puts the red rose into the small vase. Sie steckt die rote Rose in die kleine Vase. Eine gute Idee. A good idea. That useful little verb stecken always implies putting something inside or into something. Did you remember the clear T ending for the er s form of the verb sie steckt? Good. Now, if money is das Geld and the bag or handbag is die Tasche, try he's putting the money into the bag. Er steckt das Geld in die Tasche. Gut, er steckt das Geld in die Tasche. In fact, die Tasche also means pocket. So what is Taschengeld? Of course, pocket money. Okay, using the polite Z form, say, put the ticket into your pocket. Your is ihre. Stecken Sie die Fahrkarte in Ihre Tasche. Stecken Sie die Fahrkarte in Ihre Tasche. Gut, dort ist sie sicher. Good, it's safe there. Note in German we say she is safe, dort ist sie sicher, as Fahrkarte is feminine. Did you get the ending right for the polite sie form of the verb? Sie stecken? To express a polite command, simply invert the two words, not sie stecken, but stecken sie. Couldn't be easier. To fix that in your mind, let's try a couple. If to me is mir, how would you say, write to me? Schreiben Sie mir. Schreiben Sie mir and give it to me, please. Geben Sie es mir bitte. Geben Sie es mir bitte. Now, if minute is another lookalike D word and still is noch, how would you say, we still need a minute 
or in German, we need still a minute. Richtig, wir brauchen noch eine Minute. Did you get the en ending for the wir person? Wir brauchen noch eine Minute. Okay, knowing that lamp is another lookalike D word and a light bulb is eine Birne, try, we're putting a light bulb into the lamp. Wir stecken eine Birne in die Lampe. Wir stecken eine Birne in die Lampe. Birne is also the fruit pear, and not so strange actually if you consider the shape of both of them. Familie, Minute, Lampe, Rose. Hear the pattern emerge? Then work out the German for the D word cat. But slip in an extra Z before the final E. Katze. Katze, natürlich. Forming the plural of these feminine words is kinderleicht. So easy a child could do it. Just add an N. So how would you say many cats? Viele Katzen. Gut, viele Katzen. And now if to appear is erscheinen and remembering that everywhere is überall, how would you say in Rome cats appear everywhere? In Rom erscheinen Katzen überall. In Rom erscheinen Katzen überall. Now, with all languages, there are exceptions. Here are just four exceptions to our rule that nouns ending in E are feminine. The boy is der Junge. Cheese is der Käse. Name is der Name. And the end, das Ende. The gender of a word always applies to the last part. If, as is so often the case in German, the word consists of two or more parts. So if Woche means week, and adding an extra N for ease of pronunciation, what is the weekend? Das Wochenende. Genau, das Wochenende. And if nächstes means next, with that agreeable ES ending for a das word, how would you say next weekend? Nächstes Wochenende. Ja, nächstes Wochenende. And if last is letztes, last weekend. Gut, letztes Wochenende. Every is jedes, so how about every weekend? Jedes Wochenende. Jedes Wochenende. And finally, if dieses means this, how would you say this weekend... I'm staying at home. Dieses Wochenende bleibe ich zu Hause. Dieses Wochenende bleibe ich zu Hause. Remember, you can use the present tense in German to indicate something in the near future. 